This podcast is a 3D audio production, so watch out as sounds may seem to come from beside you or behind you. For the best listening experience, please use headphones. Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening, and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Clone Club. I'm Marco, the producer of Realm's Orphan Black, The Next Chapter. Hopefully you're enjoying the new season with so many of the original cast back together. We'll be back with the next episode on November 19th, but in the meantime, we wanted to share this special bonus episode with you. It's thanks in no small part to the support of Clone Club and others that we're able to keep making amazing shows like this one. We're so grateful, and we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at Realm Media or reach out through our website at realm.fm. Want an extra bonus? Stick around after the episode for a sneak peek of another show we think you'll like. But for now, enjoy listening to Tatiana Maslany in conversation with Entertainment Weekly's Sydney Buxbaum. Well, thank you so much for, for joining. I got to say, as a huge Clone Club member myself, it is so cool that we're here to talk about new stories with the these same characters after all these years. Like, that's so rare for fans of TV series that end, you know, that's that just, like, hardly ever happens. Yeah, I feel like it mostly happens in, like, the fanfic realm. Mm-hmm. Like, where fans, like, take the story and, and create, you know, backstory or story to come sort of thing mm-hmm. and this is the official this yeah. isn't this is canon but this is truly canon that's so cool <laughs> and so uh, back when you finished the last season of orphan black did you ever envision a future where you'd be able to continue the story in you know a different medium in such a different way definitely um, I, I mean i think there were certain times when we sort of floated the idea of like would it be a cartoon or would it like could it exist as like they're the golden like they're in their 70s and they're living in a house together but but we never you know i i kind of had put it to bed in a lot of ways and sort of it felt like a very complete story but but having um done the audiobooks now it's really fun to feel how it does have like this continuing expansiveness to it and there's so much story there because the characters are so 
richly, you know, they were so richly written in the first place. So there's so many places that you can take them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what has that been like for you getting to further explore and play around with these characters through audio form? Yeah, it's like, it's definitely cuts off a certain element of like what, um, you know, the initial sort of like idea was, which was so many like physical transformations that then required a physical manner, you know, mannerisms that were different or um, tics, things like that. But now it's like <clears throat> trying to distill those into just a vocal performance. And it's actually really challenging and really fun. And, and yeah, just like is the essence of the character in a lot of ways. Hi, Clone Club. I feel like people are saying hi and I'm, well, <laughs> ignoring them. <laughs> hi, guys. Yeah, I definitely wanted to ask you, you know, how it has been like taking what you've created physically on the show and having to adjust that to just be audio only. Like how how challenging has it been for you and how have you kind of overcome those challenges? I feel like the first season it was the of the audiobook is especially difficult because I was still like really attached to those physical things, but now it's been so many years and so much has happened. It feels like uh, it, it actually, um, I, I feel more comfortable just with their voices. You know, it, it sort of has become the way I feel the characters. And I do still kind of visualize them. And there is little, like I, I was doing Sarah yesterday and my back was killing me by the end because I was so like collapsed forward. Um, so there are still like physical things that remain. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got to gotta wonder, like, is it, has it become easier for you to record versus, you know, going through filming it, being on the set every day? Like, is it, is, does it kind of take away some of the responsibility just having to record the audio? Yeah, what's, what I love about audiobooks, and I've, I've done a few now, and I really, I've always had such major respect for vocal performers who are exclusively voice performers. Um, because it is so hard and it's so full bodied, even though you're not moving. Um, but what I, what I really love about it is like the kind of imagination sphere. Like it's very childlike in the sense that you're sort of, um, everything is imagination. There's nothing that is, you know, physically in front of you. So you really have to just like suspend your disbelief in such a different way. And also, um, yeah, it just sort of puts you in this like weird other space in your head. It feels quite meditative. Like when I when we get on like a roll, you're like just sort of going and it's it's really fun. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get into the mindset when you go into record? Are you doing different characters at different times or are you just kind of going by the script and having to switch off with characters? Uh, thankfully, we're not doing those switches which, you know, could get really muddy. And I remember with like read-throughs, I was so grateful to have Catherine there to do it with me because she would read whatever clone was opposite uh, another clone in, in any scene. So we always had that back and forth because switching is tough. Uh, the accents don't stick. Um, but uh, yeah, we went through what we did this, this time around was go through the whole um series i just choked for no reason uh go through the whole series as one character so i got to feel that whole arc which is um really quite fun to do mm -hmm. and do you have a different process for getting into the mindset of each clone yeah i mean it's like little triggers that used to help me 
uh, on set, but then we have a bunch of new ones. So it's like, I don't know. I don't even know what, what we've done with, with, you know, to get there, but um, I have a very, very patient recording friends over in the booth. So there, they let me do my thing. <laughs> that sounds very helpful. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you have a favorite clone to play after all these years? Um, I mean, I, I've always loved Allison and I've always loved Helena. Um, Helena's more fun when I get to be physical and Allison sort of remains fun in the voice because she's so nuts. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy and, and I'm excited to bring back Vivi this season. Uh, she was really fun to to differentiate and to find. Um, and then, yeah, there's, there's, there are going to be new clones asked. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce your name, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to give us some preview about some of these new clones that we're going to meet this season because that is so exciting. <laughs> there, so there's a bunch of um, there's a a few from from there's a blast from the past, um, but then there's also uh, we have a new clone who's called Blythe, who's sort of a wellness guru, and. Um, <laughs> Who knows what her deal is? I will not tell you, but she was very fun to do. <laughs> My mind is already running wild with the possibilities. <laughs> and so where does season two of uh, the audiobook pick up? It picked up, well, we know, so I'm so bad with spoilies, but um, <laughs> I don't want to tell too much, but, but the clones were, you know, outed last season um so everyone is aware now of who they are exist my phone is telling me that it is dying um and caffeine as now they are called um is pregnant so that's where we start off so um kira and charlotte who sort of um you know uh, sounded the alarm about who they are are now uh, dealing with the consequences of of that, and all of the clones are sort of dealing with the ramifications of suddenly being in the public eye, which is um, not a fun thing for a lot of people. That's it's so interesting because I feel like they've spent the entire TV show fighting to stop that from happening, and now we're actually seeing that happen in this new story. And that if there's yeah. no I feel like no one's going to be able to predict what happens next. I, I certainly can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really exciting to read this season. I'm, I really, I love it. It's very fun. And obviously without saying what happens, what was your reaction when you saw where this season goes? Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I feel like it, it really, um, it's prescient and, uh, it's really inside of a lot of what people I think are, I, is it, there's a lot of like paranoia in it, classic orphan black, but, um, and, and topical paranoia. So things that people are contending with right now in terms of the world that we're living in, um, you know, that's, I think what, what's always been cool about orphan black is sort of staying, um, inside of those conversations and sort of pushing them and trying to find the edges of them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As uh, wild and uh, fantastical as Orphan Black always seemed, it, it always did uh, have its finger on the pulse of, you know, what everyone was feeling in the real world at the same time. That was always really cool to see. 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, still, still sort of talking about the idea of like autonomy and consent and all of that, but in a very different way, um, which I'm, I'm excited to see what people think about it. Mm-hmm. And um, what do you think is going to surprise fans about where season two goes? Ooh. Hmm. Well, Blythe, Blythe's, Blythe's a, a whole um, a big question mark. Um, I think Charlotte does some really interesting things. And I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I forget. <laughs> I just finished recording like four minutes ago. And I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> well, with all those characters rattling around in your mind, that is yeah. no surprise. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, Rachel Duncan's back. Oh, Rachel may have, I think they have a little interaction. Um, Kira's back, yeah. Hey, DM Parish. (laughs) (laughs) I love Charlotte, too. Sorry, I'm trying to do all of these things. I know the comments are going so fast. There's a lot of clone clubbers (laughs) here. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting. Did you um, learn anything throughout filming the or recording the first season that you applied to the second season to make it go a little bit smoother for you? I think I think it was staying in one character at a time was really helpful and like feeling that whole arc. Um, what's exciting about this season is that we've got um, t- you know two other cast members who are going to be vocalizing with me. Um, so we've got. Evelyn, of course, and Jordan. Uh, and that's really exciting to me because both of them vocally are very, I mean, they're just incredible performers, but like Jordan's the best mimic I've ever heard in my entire life. And Evelyn is, I think Evelyn has like this whole music career right now. Like I keep seeing her like performing on stage. So we get that voice too, which is great. <laughs> Did you guys get to record together? No, we're all in different cities, but, but we do, uh, you know, we will, we'll see how those scenes work out <laughs> when they recorded them all differently. But, yeah. That sounds so awesome. It's going to be yeah. so cool to hear all of your voices together again. Yeah. There might guessed. be another member as well who's coming back. Ooh, can you yeah. hint or tease? <laughs> that was my hint. That was my tease. That was it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, everyone's going to run wild with uh, trying to predict who that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, how long did it take for you to record season two? Um, we, we did it in like four days. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It's like, you know, long, long days, long sessions, but, but it flies when you're doing it. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> And, uh, you know, considering how Orphan Black did have such a perfect ending, how has continuing the story in, you know, the next chapter, has that changed how you, like, think or feel about how the original show ended? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's like, it is really chapters, you know, it's like that first, the first show, the, the show was about one thing, and even each season was kind of targeting a different theme um with like an over overarching sort of you know um viewpoint on the world 
Um, but I think what's cool about this is that we have these two sec- sections that are like totally different, you know, thematically. Like they still ring, you know, very true to Orphan Black, but but they have expanded the world. And we're like, you know, we knew about all these other clones who um, Kofin had gone off to uh, vaccinate. So it's, it's, you know, it's getting to see into all of those little, those lives that are, um, that we didn't get to see during the series. And yeah, the expansiveness of the universe. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. And uh, if we could see, you know, the story continue for many, many more seasons, what do you want to see from the future of the next chapter? Hmm. I I want to see what those uh, what Helena's babies do, <laughs> what they get up to. I want to see their like teen life, <laughs> like a Degrassi style Helena's kids at school, going through it <laughs> with all the things that Helena has taught them, but just trying to be regular teens. <laughs> now that is something I never thought that I needed until right now. I absolutely need, need to see, see what like. Arthur and Donald. <laughs> Those are going to be two really crafty kids. Yeah. I wonder if she'll dye their hair. Oh, she has to. <laughs> the colors are right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Looking at, you know, you've got obviously got a lot of really exciting projects coming up. Some are super top secret that we are not allowed to talk about, but Mm -hmm. we absolutely can like Power Trip, which sounds like it's going to be quite a different project from what fans have seen from you before. So what can fans expect to see from you in that? 
Um, I'm not sure what I can say about Power Trip, but it's a really great, it's an awesome audiobook uh, and very um, a great character that um, I'm getting to play who's sort of a, a mess um, and has been sick a lot of her life and is now like getting a chance to be um, powerful and what that means uh, in terms of how she wields it and how she contends with it, with this. Uh, yeah. And so it's, a, and it lives in the sci-fi realm, but it's also like, you know, dating and it's great. It's very fun. And what has that been like for you executive producing as well as starring? It's fun. I mean, it's just fun to um, have some like creative input into how things go. And, and just like, a, I, I just love, discussing that stuff with people even if it's not you know even if even if the the notes don't go anywhere like I'm happy to just have those conversations I'm just excited by other creative people and and love to like break down the scene or break down the story or see what we can dig into more yeah it's it's super fun Mm -hmm. it does sound like a really fun aspect of your job (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it's like a new thing. It's definitely a thing that Orphan Black like primed me for because there was so much collaboration there and so much discussion about new clones or whatever. So it, it's it's quite cool to to now expand that into other projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are you getting to do with Power Trip that you've never gotten to do before with the role? That's a great question. Um, well, it's it's it really is like in in a lot of ways like a monologue. You know, it's really inside of her head, um, and so uh, it's like a one it's like a one person show. <laughs> it's like you know, just it's in, internal and and it's comedic and um, yeah, all that stuff. It's and we haven't recorded it yet, so I'm excited to see what 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 we do with it. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds so exciting. I cannot wait yeah. to, to hear what to, we can uh, expect from that one a little bit more. Um, but, you know, looking back at Orphan Black, is there a favorite scene that uh, you'll always remember for any specific reason? I flash back a lot to um, the craft room, just many different things that happened in the craft room. Uh because it was just such a great set. It was such a weird little set. Uh, Alice and Donnie were often talking about like awful things that they'd done, but in this kind of like bubbly, hyper-organized setting. So it was always, you know, like a fun uh, contradiction, you know. Uh, I don't know if there's definitely like one scene, but but those ones always, they always felt like a little breath of fresh air after like some heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even watching those uh, as a fan, that was always definitely a breath of fresh air too, because it was <laughs> from the rest of the show. And yeah, <laughs> their relationship was always such a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that is about all the time we have. So thank you so much for joining the Clone Club today, Tatiana. Uh, season two of Orphan Black: The Next Chapter is out October twenty ninth. So. Everyone be sure to check that out next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Hi again. It's me, Marco. And I promised you a sneak peek, didn't I? 
Well, here's the trailer from another Realm show that just premiered called Roanoke Falls. There's something about these woods. Something I don't like. They seem to be reaching out, ready to pull someone in. Roanoke. We should never have come here. He had claws for hands. No skin. His head was a skull. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Maybe he sent this evil here. An enemy for me to vanquish. When I defeat it, the others will believe and turn to the pure faith. The devil in the woods was coming for me, just as he'd come for the others, and now there was no one left to hear me scream. Executive produced by John Carpenter, Roanoke Falls is an original production from Realm. Roanoke Falls premieres October 22nd, 2021. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away.